Hey, welcome to CityGate Worship and Creative Podcast. My name is Ben and I'm part of the team here at CityGate Church in Beckenham, South London. This podcast comes out of our monthly creative team nights where we come together looking at the why and the how of worship, production and creative ministries in the local church. In our last episode, we had a great interview with Pastor Sally Ead, one of our associate pastors, and she talked about burnout and how we run our race well in life and ministry, staying strong. It's such a great conversation. So if you've not listened to that one, I want to encourage you, pause this episode now, go back, have a listen to part one, and then head back over here and listen to this one. In this episode, we're going to be taking the topic of burnout a little further, unpacking how we can run our race strong and we hope this conversation inspires and strengthens you. I would say, you know, having come back from my burnout, I probably do three times the more stuff than I've ever done before. I'm running my race. I'm sprinting. I'm enjoying the pressure. I'm actually enjoying life. Yeah. And that's the place. Because do you know what? I'm in my sweet place. I'm loving it. And that's where we need to find ourselves. Yeah. And the sweet place is where God is. So good. Can we give her some appreciation <laughs> to Pastor Sally? Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Oh, I love that. I love that. I really want to recommend this book that I read uh, at the start of this year. I was recommended it by my brother, then my mum ended up reading it, then I stole her copy of the book and I read it, and then I did it on Audible as well because that's just how I work. Um, you know, and, and this book by John Mark Comer, who the quote I read at the start of tonight was, was from, it's called Garden City, and it's just so good. There's, um, there's so much in there, and it unpacks this whole thing about this principle of Sabbath. Um, and I think so often we lose that in today's culture. We lose that in, in London life. We lose that in the pace of everything. There's another quote from this book, and it talks about work, rest, and the art of being human. And, and the whole thing is about, is about that God works. God's a hardworking God. And it's, you, know, you look at the creation story, and God worked for six days, and he rested for one. We're made in God's image. So our mandate is to is to mirror and mimic God's character in those ways. And so it's not about shying away from work, but it's about finding finding fulfillment in that place, but also prioritizing rest in the right measure. Uh, And that's what God God does and we should do. And and so this whole thing about Sabbath, um, the the point of Sabbath is is to rest and to worship. And I think for us as a worship team, you know, there's so much in that that actually... Worship is a place that is life-giving, that is, that is something that builds us. You know, it's, it's as we take our perspective away from the things around us that we've been working on for those six days, and we get heaven's perspective on, on those. And, and there's this, this quote, Creator God is inviting us to join him in this rhythm. This is a rhythm of, of work and rest. This interplay of work and rest and when we don't accept his invitation, we reap the consequences. Fatigue, burnout, anxiety, depression, busyness, starved relationships, worn down immune systems, low energy levels. Some of this stuff is really practical. You know, anger, tension, confusion, emptiness. These are the signs of a life without rest. You know, God has designed rest in such a beautiful way. And I think so often it's easy to go, yeah, but you don't understand the pace of my job. You don't understand the pace of my life. You don't understand what it's like having this many kids around the house or, or having to, to, to do this and that and the other. Um, but actually, the, the, we need to prioritize in our lives that margin, that rest, 
that thing that's going to be life-giving to us because in that place, that's where God brings his healing. You know, Jesus, every time that he, he healed someone in the New Testament was always on the Sabbath because God does something on the Sabbath when we rest, that there is a healing, there's a reviving, there's a renewing that happens as we rest. And for us to prioritize that, it's so easily missed, but it's such a lesson and a discipline that I think all of us, if we're looking at, okay, I want to run my race, I want to run the long game, I want to not get worn out or, 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 or dropped out, you know, these are the things that we need to prioritize. And so often we don't and we're so stretched thin. I really love in this book, he, he talks about what is the work the Father gave you to do? Because we can say yes to lots of things. But in John 17, it says, this is Jesus speaking. It says in verse 3 and 4 of John 17. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ speaking about himself as he's praying to the Father, who you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. I think for us, as we want to give glory to God, our Father, you know, we need to be doing the things that God the Father has called for us to do. And so that looks different for every person. I think in different seasons, it looks different for different people. You know, what is the thing that God has called you to do? What is the work that the Father has put on your heart for you to do? Because it's in those things that as we work hard on those things, not that we shy away from hard work, but as we, we work on those things that God brings fulfillment and he brings life and he brings energy. You know, for some people, it might be in the workplace. It might be an in industry. It might be in some area of the office that you are shining your light because that is the work that the Father has called you to do. For other people in a season, it might be to be a parent. You know, and, 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 and anybody who says that, that when dads look after their kids, they're babysitting, I always correct them because that is a lie of the devil. <laughs> it is. It is. Dads aren't babysitting. You're being a parent. And for mums just as much... If you're, if you're in a season in your life where you're parenting, God has called you to that work. The Father has called you to that work, to do it in such an excellent way, whether it's to, to, to study and be a student, whether it's to serve, whatever it might be in the season that you're in, whether it's to step out and own your own business and start something new. You know, what is the work that the Father has called you to do? Because in that place, that's where he brings life. That's the thing that he blesses. That's the thing that brings glory to God. I'd urge you tonight to, to go away and think about what that is. Find out what that is. What has God called me to do? What's he, what's he birthed in me? What maybe have I let, let, let the other things in my life squeeze out because I'm not doing what the Father called me to do? I want to glorify God in what I do. So I want to do those things. I want to do the right things. Another point here, um, what are you giving your life to? What are you giving your life to? I think it's so important that as we, as we serve, as we serve others, as we look to our community, as we look to, to do whatever we do, that we are giving our life for something. We are, giving, we are living beyond ourselves. We're not living, you know, and, and the kind of me first kind of mentality anymore. It's like, no, I'm here for others. That's, that's what Jesus called us to do. And so what are you giving your life to? Maybe it's building your team. You know, maybe it's, it's sewing into your small group. Maybe it's some friends who are, who are going through a situation and you're there because you're, you are giving your life into them because they, you see the potential, you see the gold in them, you see what God's going to do through them. What are you giving your life to? But the flip side of that equation is this. 
what is life-giving to you. Not in terms of what is life-giving back to me, but what is life-giving? What, what goes on in your world, in your week, in your day that builds you up, that gives you life, that fuels you, that gets you excited? I think this is such an easy thing to miss. But for us, we need to go, okay, what is life-giving to me? I need to put my energy into those things. You know, if it's being here at team night and worshipping and it's life-giving to us, it's, it, it, it feeds our soul, it brings us closer to God then those are the things that we need to be really conscious of that they're life-giving for us and prioritize in our lives. It's not just what you give your life to. It's not just what, you, what is life-giving to you. It's both in, in equal measure. You know, if we're made in God's image to mirror and mimic our creator God, then he, he never stops working. He never stops doing things. He's an active God. He's a creator God. You know, work is a place that God blesses. You know, and, and, and don't be under any mistake right now. This whole topic tonight is not to say work harder on team. I just want to put a big billboard on that and not shy away from that. That is not what tonight is about because sometimes we can put ourselves in a place where we feel guilty in that, in that regard. But actually, if we're in it for the long game and we want to run our race, we need to know that God blesses work in the right place and he blesses rest in the right place and for us to have these things in unison is so so critical it's something which I neglected for a long time and only recently really started to lean into some of these things and found such a place of God's refreshing and his his um, his building of me in the different areas of my life another point uh, on that, you know, what's life giving to you? For you, it might look different to the person sitting next to you. You know, something that's life giving to you might be curling up on the sofa with a book and having that time. For somebody else, it might be going out to a karaoke bar with their friends, and it looks completely different. For some person, it might be it might be getting up super early on a Saturday morning and going for a run. For other people, that might be their idea of hell, hell on earth. But for you, it might be life giving. For you, it might be life-giving. For you, it might be cooking a meal with your friends and inviting people around and having that community. There's so many different ways that, that, that give life to us, that fuel us up. And that's the way God's wired you. I think get, in, get connected to that because God will bless in that place and recharge in that place. You know, whenever we're feeling dry, there's always a reason and there's always a remedy. And I think we need to be so in tune with this stuff, you know, not from a new age point of view, not from a kind of yoga point of view, you know, don't, don't misunderstand tonight. But to go, you know what? God has blessed these things. He's blessed rest. God rested on that sixth day. Another point here, keep pushing forward. There always needs to be a forward momentum in life. Whenever there's a, 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 a retreating or a shrinking back, you know, that's when the alarm bells, that's when that dash light needs to start coming on. But when there's always a an advancing, when there's always momentum, when there's always movement, that's the place that, that is healthy. It's not about forcing, but it's about continually moving. In, in your season right now, it might look 100 miles an hour. In somebody else's season right now, it might look like a slow, steady recovery walk. 
But for different people, it's different. And in different seasons, it's different. But we need to be aware that in our journey, in our walk, in our relationship with God, in our worship, in, our, in everything that we do, in our serving, in our, in our jobs, that there's always that constant moving forwards. That needs to be super important. Philippians 3 verse 12 says this, Not that I have already obtained all this or I have arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You know, this is his purpose for our lives. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and and straining towards what is ahead. You know, there seems to be an earnestness in the spirit that, that... that the writer is talking about here, that there's a straining forward, there's a pressing ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. In another verse in Hebrews 10, it says, that this one's not on the screen, but it says in verse 39 of Hebrews 10, it says, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are those who have faith and are saved. You know, whenever there's a shrink, this is the verse which I tell myself all the time. If I feel there's a shrinking back, I say, I'm not of those who shrink back. I'm not that person who shrinks back because there is a bigger cause. There's a higher, there's a higher calling. There's more to do yet. You know, and I think that leads us really well to the final point for tonight. And we're going to spend a few moments in worship as we close. Um, but the final point is stay connected to purpose. Whenever we're feeling burnt out. And for you, like I said earlier, You might be feeling like you're running so fast right now and everything is so good right now. But there might there may be a time down down the down the road where you're feeling burnt out, where you're feeling weary. And quite often it's because we've come unhooked from purpose. We've come unhooked from vision. We've come unhooked. We've we've become so caught up in in the stuff and the activity and the task that we've lost the why. You know, why do we press on towards the goal? Why is Christ Jesus laid hold of us. You know, why do we do the things that we do? Why do we put in the effort that we do? Why do we go the distance that we do? Why, why do we constantly think, how can we improve? How can we get better? How can we do more? How can we do less? How can we do what we're doing and steward what we've got so well? It's because of the purpose, the purpose to bring our creator glory, to enjoy him and to introduce others to that experience you know, to see, you know, every, every Sunday when you see a hand go up and someone receive Jesus, wow, that's the why. That's why we do what we do. You know, every time you see that person getting baptized, we had baptism, what was it, 19 people getting baptized? When you see the life change in those people, I remember baptizing you. When you see those things happen and you see the journey that God brings us on, and brings other people on. Wow, that's the why. And so often we can come unhooked from the why that we go, I'm just doing the stuff. And then it's no wonder why the stuff becomes draining, the stuff becomes tasked, the stuff becomes routine, the stuff becomes lifeless and dry. But actually when we stay connected to that purpose and that vision, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to see where the vision is. In those places, you need to get alongside somebody. You need to talk to someone. You need to see who's, who's lit up. Oh, man, they know the why. I need to get the why back. I need to get the why back. This is so, so important. It's something that I'm super passionate about. You know, like I said, 
and I've talked to other people about this and it's, it, you know, if people want to find out more, do come and come and discuss it. But I, you know, I, I felt like I was approaching that place at the end of last year and I had to make some really on purpose changes because I was not one to shrink back because I was not one to, to throw in the towel. It's so easy to do, you know. I remember a lot of years ago, not in this church, I reached a point where I was so disillusioned and so frustrated and so unhooked from the why that I decided to clear out all my guitars, all my gear, everything that was kind of the worshipy side of things, right, in the practical sense, and was going to put them all on eBay and go, I'm done with that. I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad I pressed on. I'm so glad I picked up. I'm so glad I, I went back to that place where I fell in love with Jesus and didn't come unhooked from the why. I don't know what place you're in right now. I don't know whether that's something that is speaking to you very personally right now in this moment or if it's something that you're going, fantastic, I'm going to put that on the, sh- on the shelf and save that for some time that I might need it. Because there'll always be a time when there's, there'll always be a season. There'll always, you know, the enemy is always going to be on your back. But that's okay. Because we're victorious and we're bigger than that. Is that all right? So I really hope tonight's been helpful, been valuable. I, I, what I want to do now, and um, Phil, if you could get this ready for us just in a moment. Um, we're going to worship. We're going we're gonna to go out tonight just worshiping one more time. And as we do, I, I don't know how many people know this song. It's called Run to the Father. And it's a brilliant song. If you don't know it, just let the words hit you and land on you and let God speak to you by spirit tonight. But if, if there's something about this topic and this whole thing that you're thinking, God, I need a touch of your spirit. I need you to revive those dry bones. I need you to inject some purpose back into my, my, my stuff. You know, God blesses work and it's not about not doing the hard things and not doing what we do and the activity of it. But it's not about task. It's about it's about making a difference. It's about seeing God's kingdom come on earth. And if there's any part of you, and this isn't with any judgment or, 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 or people looking at you, but as we dim the lights and as we go into this last song, if you want to be prayed for, if you want to just surrender to God and say, God, I need your refreshing touch. I felt so close to burnout, or maybe I feel like I'm swimming in it right now. You know, if that's you, we just want to pray for you. Sally's going to be down here praying as well and just come forward you know just to the side over here or over here and there'll be people who want to pray with you and believe that tonight that something shifts that God wants to do something that God wants to connect you back to the source you know maybe it's just you need a little top up tonight you know we're not those who who go thirsty you know God says you know Jesus said you know drink from from living water and you'll never go thirsty again we're not like greg talked about this last team night that we're not constantly going god i'm thirsty i'm thirsty but sometimes we need a touch of god we need you know we need something and tonight that's what this is for you know so that you can run your race so strong so that you can be a blessing to those around you in your workplace in your family in your kids lives in your team you know in your church wherever that happens to be God will bless that place as you work hard and as you rest well. That God will switch that on for each and every one of us. Is that all right? Thank you for listening to this episode of Citygate Worship and Creative Podcast. 
We hope the conversations inspired you, strengthened you, maybe challenged you as you walk in your relationship with God and in ministry in whichever church you're a part of. God bless you and we'll see you in the next episode.